you, you don't have one person that you look at and you just think. You, every day, I just wake up and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> well, considering <laughs> you left us to go back to Albuquerque. Um, I mean, check, I to, chug I your to, beer. I, I'm trying to, but look at the state of this so, phone. A slow, meandering affair. He wants to kick, he's got to go now. With Josh Kerr. All right, here, David Rivich. Josh Kerr. David Rivich. Josh Kerr's for real. Fastest D2, 1,500 meters. Josh Kerr on the outside. Way up front now is David Rivich. The Sit and Kick podcast sponsored by Purell and Quarantine Hand Sanitizer. Um, what we want to do today is just kind of go through an episode as we would for a podcast, um, but have a live audience to where you guys can ask questions or interject and add things, especially off banner bowls. If you think one of us are going down a rabbit hole and you want to throw in your two cents on who you think would actually be the Jack or Rose in the Titanic, for instance. And so um, we just welcome you guys to our first ever live audio recording, and we're excited to get season two kicked off because this is something that we've been working on for some time, um, but having an audience and having just the technology available to make a great episode, um, yeah, we hope we can put it all together. So, yeah, I'm your host, David Ribich. Uh, and, and I'm your better host, Josh Kerr. So <laughs> I'll, I'll let you stop rambling there, Dave, and we can get into this episode. You know, we kind of wanted to start by doing a little bit of a review on things that we've missed. And, you know, this is our season two uh, uh, efforts at, uh, at the Sin Kick podcast. So we did miss quite a lot. Um, we were away racing and, and we did our bit in the, the 2020 indoor season. So we're going to kind of start and talk a little bit about that, really, and you know, we're going to have a long time without actually having any races. So, Dave, talk to me a little bit about, like, what is the benefit of racing? Like, what are we going to lose in this in this period of time where we're not going to be able to race? Like, what is that? Like, Yeah, I think, honestly, the structure is, is probably the biggest thing lost because you're going into a time period where there's this huge block um, of no races. And for a lot of people, people segment their training and their cycles in five to 10 week cycles to where they can kind of base their mileage, base their workouts off an upcoming race. And right now we don't have any races to kind of use as um, KPIs or um, indicators of where our fitness is at. So it's just going to, I think, be this long haul um, of workouts and um, just us putting in work and grinding it out. Like, I think even though like everyone knows like the Olympic trials and the Olympic games, which we'll get into later are postponed, I think just having normal races also be postponed and canceled is just is crazy because even just the small races like the oxy invite or portland track festival i don't know if there's been word on that one exactly but like brooks pr for instance that's where you ran 333 334 last year is that right uh, yeah 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 th- exactly and so like that's just an opportunity that's now no longer available and so mm. how we can recover and kind of piece together still a season i think is going to be really interesting especially if they're going to actually postpone it to an august september season yeah i think i think i mean it would be similar to to last year where you know people will be peaking for like october time yeah. um so i don't think it would be a massive problem if they did say look if we can race in october then let's go for it i don't think that would be a problem for for a lot of people it would give us a lot more time and and people would be hella fit by the time we get there but I don't know. I just, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about the motivation is, is kind of up and down. It's definitely, you know, good days and bad days, but you know, we're knocking our pan in every day. So it's, it's difficult to kind of grab that motivation if you're not going to be running for the next, you know, couple of months or racing anyway. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a interesting, it's an interesting time for our sport, but I don't think it's a bad time. 
I think we're very lucky in the sport that we do that we can actually go out and not need a swimming pool or a gym or yeah. something like that where, you know, like imagine being an Olympic game swimmer and not being able to swim, you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. if the Olympics were still on, like we are probably in the best position sport-wise to, to be fit and ready for the Olympic Games. So it's a very selfish look at, you know, the Olympics and be like, oh, no, we, we could be fit, but, you know, other sports would have had a, a definitely it would have had a harder time, so... I think it was the right decision to kind of postpone that, you know, 364 days. I don't understand why it's not 365 days, but I, leap year or something. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think leap years come every four years. I don't want to get into your well, math. This year. Um, what? Leap yeah, leap years this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now. Yeah. Say not it. 2021. I like how it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the races are really postponed from now until. Who knows? And so you and I actually had the opportunity to, to race indoor. And I, I think about those people that postpone their indoor season to gear up for an Olympic year and how now that if they really did truly postpone their indoor season, now they haven't raced for potentially since last October. Yeah. Um, so on our first um, piece of the schedule, we want to talk about like our indoor review. And so, Josh, you posted on your Instagram about a little niggle. Um, I don't know if that's like terminology for like a little hiccup or whatever that is in the british slang but you posted about having like a, a little niggle or injury on your instagram and just kind of take us through your indoor season and kind of how you recovered through that yeah as you know my my instagram abilities are very low um david's a professional instagrammer but you know i i try my best just to whenever i feel necessary to post on there and you know i did have a tough time after worlds to you know, the motivation was low to kind of restart again after such a late year and then restarted up and then had a bit of a, so a niggle is just like a little injury. Um, it wasn't too serious. It was, but it was just annoyingly like coming back and coming back and coming back. And then, you know, I, I think I got ill before that as well. I, I mean, I was in yeah, Seattle at this point. You did. I, yeah. I remember so you I got ill about and a I got lot this, of things. Yeah. And so I, uh, but I mean, I went home over Christmas and my mom's a physiotherapist, so I was able to get a ton of treatment. And um, by the time it came back to, uh, to came back to January, I was able to kind of rock and roll again and, and get, get things moving, but it was definitely a slow restart for me. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I got to slide these comments out. Um, so I guess like one of the banter questions Wait, we Julian can get into Fleur early. Yeah, well, we're talking. So we have one of our, our banner questions: is who gets fitter birds? And just judging by the amount of people excited to see my girlfriend in here, is pretty substantial. So obviously, I get fitter birds than you do. That Maybe once, non plural. I not even watching this, so things, <laughs> these things happen. So, um, but yeah, so I, yeah, it was it was a tough start to the year. But I mean, yeah, I wasn't. There was there was word of me not even gonna do indoors. So I was really glad I was able to go home and and be able to kind of knock out a couple of races. And I stuck to eight hundred and. Um, I don't regret it, um, but you know it, it, it's definitely something I need to work on is indoor 800s, and I was able to run a PB, but nothing, nothing too substantial. But it's it's alright. I know that you're sitting here waiting for me to ask about USA's. I get it. You ran alright. Like I know you're just waiting. You're like, oh, I've got my freaking answers written Come down. On, please, I have my okay, notes here. Okay, Dave. How was USA's? It was good. It was good. Yeah. I mean, um, to. To summarize it, it was just like a constant buildup. I mean, we worked out for the most part um, together. Like you knew my buildup, you knew what um, was kind of coming. And I had a lot of good training with you when we were in September and it never really got um, put in place for a race. And so with all this momentum coming from like Danny's work and um, the team's buildup, I just knew like a breakthrough was bound to happen, whether it happened in like January or February or June. Um, it, I thought like 
for how I felt uh, in the 3K at Indoor USA's, I thought that race would have came more so at the trials just because of like the buildup we were having. So I was really excited and pumped to be able to have that performance indoor. And now having the trials be postponed, um, mm. I'm happy at least I got one good USA out of the way um, leading into an Olympic year. Um, but you, have you heard anything through British Athletics on whether or not your standard for the 2020 Olympics Games is going to be extended into the year of 2021? Because USA I think that was honored. a world. I think that was a that world. That was a world. Right? Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think um, Seb, Seb Coe came forward and, and okay. said um, that everyone that qualified for the 2020 Olympic Games are, will be qualified for the 2021, which is still called the 2020 Olympic Games, which makes no sense. Just yeah. call it the 2021 Olympic Games. I guess you have to change a couple of signs, but whatever. But um, yeah, so people who are qualified don't need to re-qualify time-wise. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with um, the marathon but yeah we can get into that yeah so josh and i were, were actually gonna do some podcast episodes down in atlanta um but we got pretty busy working with brooks and working at the hyperion house and helping out with all the incredible athletes that we got to work with that qualified for the olympic trials um and so josh do you want to talk about like the hyperion house hometown heroes and kind of like what we were about down there yeah so we uh i think how many was it like five or six of the brooks beasts we yeah. flew into atlanta and we uh were part of the hyperion house so brooks put together this um kind of like hospitality kind of situation um near the start of the marathon and and all the people who were going to wear brooks vest on the start line which were quite a few um were able to come in and you know have a coffee or a pancake and there was like a massage and like you can get your nails done and and make science and stuff. It was it was like it was it was a lot of fun. There was a ping pong table there. I was just showing up, you know, doing my thing, you know, being a successful ping pong player. And you know, like it was it it was a lot of fun. And everyone was like like there was like uh, was there a photo booth? No, there was a big the big, big seat throne. that they had. With yeah, big throne from Brooks. The PR. big throne they had. And uh, yeah, it was just a nice relaxing atmosphere. Um, to be honest, so it was a place where you know you could bring your you know family and friends and stuff, so you can all you know relax and be part of you know the company a little bit, and you could buy shoes upstairs or something like that. So yeah, you know we had a lot of fun there, and and we kind of we did get put to work a little bit, and uh, but it it was a good it was a good laugh to be fair, and uh, yeah, we got our runs in here and there, but we we didn't really have time to hit the podcast uh, episode sadly, but we uh, we definitely had fun there as well to be honest. Yeah, what was your favorite part about the trials? Oh, um, I don't know. Like I had, we obviously Julian was there, one of the guys that I train with um, a lot here in Albuquerque, and, and trains with the team when he's here, uh, when you guys are here as well. So he was running the trial. So like I was like trying to do as much as I can to help him out as well. And you know when I when I walked to their hotel like the morning off, like you know how windy it was there. I was getting blown off my feet, and I was like, this is going to be a reckless race. So you know the top three in each uh, gender was fully deserving of those places um because that was a rough marathon I, I can imagine a marathon's rough in the first place but geez that would have been that would have been so hard especially with the yeah. hills as well so you know i just enjoyed watching the race i was scoot we were all scooting around in those yeah. uh on those um lift birds called? or whatever they're called yeah so yeah it was a good laugh and you know atlanta kind of brought an amazing atmosphere as well everyone was pumped everyone was watching like ev everywhere was just packed like down the size of the marathon road so yeah it was it was pretty awesome yeah. Um, and then we had like hometown heroes, like one of Brooks's big goals was sponsoring individual athletes who qualified for the Olympic trials and giving them that like full professional experience. Um, and so hometown heroes were decked out in all Brooks attire. And one of the hometown heroes, CJ Albertson, he got seventh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
Yeah, the Hometown Hero program was put together recently in the last year or two years, um, or definitely brought back up the surface in that you know time period. And you know they were able to wear the Brooks vest and the the new you know Hyperion elites and and uh, and just rock out our gear on on the start line. And yeah, yeah I mean. It, it's an amazing thing that he was seventh. I mean, that must have been so so tough, to be honest. And you know, it was definitely a surprise to see how how amazing the the amount of athletes that we had as well uh, on that start line. So uh, yeah, we were bound to get one in the top ten. So it was it was pretty cool to see. But you know, yeah. even on the women's side, we obviously had um, our Hansons on both sides as well. And then we had Daisy Linden uh, in in that kind of crushing fourth place. But I think she took it pretty well. So. Yeah, yeah, no, that that was tough. Um, it's just crazy how close like the marathon and teams can be made over like twenty six point two distances. I mean, even on the track, teams are made by point zero zero whatever, and so within seconds of the marathon, it was like heart wrenching just to see her get fourth. But how humble she was and how she approached mm-hmm. like the conversation of whether or not those teams should be, or those athletes should be reserved for the team for twenty twenty one. And like Des came out and said, "Don't take this away from the people that made the team." Um, she even said like she wouldn't rerun a uh, trials if it was made. Like she, oh, yeah. although she got fourth, yeah, although she got fourth, she's still an icon in the sport, and like she has so many fans, and like it is still like a phenomenal experience just to be able to watch her run Olympic trials. And I think that was my first complete marathon that I've watched. Oh, so really? it's just like yeah, for that to be yeah live really or cool. just overall. Um, I was in New York for the New York City Marathon the year after um Shalin won it, but. Mm-hmm. I like showed up late and I just sat at the finish line. But this way, like I really like went around to the different parts of the course and yeah. Atlanta like made a really really great spectator course. No, they did, and and you know I would love to move on to the question of do you think we should run it again? Do you think that's a not even do, do you think that we should and do you think that we will? Um, I don't think we should and I don't think we will. I think there's just so much put into that one specific event that like they need to keep that team and they need to keep that um experience with those athletes that were there i um was reading tweets about it and and just kind of following along on the program and i think that they should keep both the team and they shouldn't do another rerun especially because of marathon training i've never done it but i can only imagine like having to rebuild up for an emotional roller coaster of an olympic trial competition after thinking you've already made it yeah yeah i've been having that whole experience for like waving the flag getting the medals like probably i'm probably they're probably already kitted out to be honest i don't yeah. know if they've got their gear or whatever but you know having that whole experience and probably family booking tickets and flights and stuff like that would be so rough if they had to rerun that yeah um but you know it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the first time that usatf repicked a team so that's true i, I mean in direct i'm a british guy so i can i can say these things but you know, like Pan Ams, you know, they, mm-hmm. they repicked that team and, you know, it's probably, I mean, this is so much more than, than that, but you know, it's, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I guess that's true. We don't really know until we know, and they've done a really good job of keeping people in the loop. Um, and Garrett Heath on our team, he, um, has like a direct influence with like the board of athletes for the USATF and he can kind of keep us involved with like the town hall meetings that take place so we can be involved in the conversation that takes place with usatf yeah 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 yeah. but you never know you never know all (laughs) right um yeah so postponement of the olympic games they're now postponed to july 23rd um to august 8th of 2021 hit us with some knowledge josh um okay it's a leap year this year uh you look like a weatherman 
and you look like you're going to a job interview but you've never bought a suit before and i don't know that tie is horrible as well like genuinely i don't get why you're wearing this stuff okay for reference um josh said we need to be formal for the for the podcast okay okay right we get paid to wear this stuff like our like brooks gear and this is what you've chosen to wear you said we need to be formal for the podcast. So I said, okay, I'll be formal. And then I get on and see you in I'm saying like we're going this. like we're going live. So like we we need to be wearing like clothes. Like there's gonna be a video and you're wearing you just you look horrible, mate. <laughs> That's all I can so, say. So then why why am I in formal clothes and you're not? Because I'm smart. I mean we both have the same degree to be fair, so neither of us are really smart, but smarter would probably be anyway, you look ridiculous. Um it, it's it's a Brooks tie. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever you say. Um, so a little bit more about like athletes as a whole. So like uh, us athletes, we weren't going to be racing for a little bit now. So, you know, um, there's there's definitely a lot of sports that are cutting pay um, because, you know, they're not going out and performing in front of millions of people. But we don't really do that anyway. Thousands or hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're, we're lucky enough to, to be in a sport where that hopefully is not going to happen. Um, but, you know a lot of athletes make most of their you're disgrace make most of the money from races and race bonuses and and you know time bonuses and and like appearance fees and stuff like that you're just stop um yeah i'm trying to take this seriously and i am too how should like think of some things that athletes can do to make more money because you know people can make 50 percent, 100 percent more money from from racing and we're not going to have the opportunity people can make more money easy quick money Hmm. Take yourself home, mate. Go home. Hit hit us in the comments if you have any idea on how to make some quick, easy money appropriately. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's just honestly going to be, I feel like a time for athletes to promote themselves in the best way possible. Like, I have tried to like plug my book as many ways as I can, just to kind of get a little bit more um, traffic there, or you know, small school, big dreams, find it on Amazon. Um, but then I also I think just like opp- opportunities for like. Um, you to do interviews or maybe even this podcast, you know, like we can get some form of sponsorship or side income to help support. I mean, thankfully with Brooks, like Brooks is going to support us through this entire endeavor. Purell, sponsor us. You know what I'm saying? No, like, I mean, there's already sponsored this episode. That's fine. But yeah, yeah, I get it. I mean, you know, it's, it's part of the process and, you know, we're going to have to, you know, Josh, you haven't posted on Instagram for a good, you know, fair bit now. You should probably do that. Yeah. Things like yeah. that. You know? but we'll we'll get there we'll get there so you know a lot of brands are you know they're manufacturing and and they're producing uh their shoes and their gear and stuff in china and i know that's slowing things down in a lot of brands and a lot of brands are actually really struggling and needing to take out loans from i mean oh this is public information but i'm not gonna be shouting out any brands but um do you think we'll see any brands drop or do you think we'll have any influence on the sponsorship of athletes for this year as well do do you think we like you and I will have like say in sponsorship of athletes this year or what do you say? I'm saying that like so there's NCAA athletes obviously the NCAA yeah. didn't happen this year you know will we see a lower amount of athletes being signed because of this and for a lower amount of money? I think so. I mean, I feel like it's like an influx in the market or like there's just supply and demand. You know, mm-hmm. like the demand of athletes coming out of the NCA system is going to be just as usual as previously but the supply that they can give those athletes i feel like is is going to be lower i don't know what the budgeting system for other teams are um 
but you know, I think um, a company's ability to go through what's going on today with COVID-19, um, how how they handle the situation and how they kind of come out the other end whenever that end may be, um, will affect sponsorships and will affect contracts given because it's like, um, yeah, it's like it's their money. It's their like sports marketing budget. You know, we we are advertisers um, for Brooks, even if we're yeah. in suits and ties because Josh said to be formal and I be formal. But I think it will have a direct say. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But uh, I mean, as I don't want to look at your horrendous face, I'm seeing the comments being like, hey, answer the comments. Hey, like you're ignoring the people. We have discussed that we will be doing that at the end with the bannable questions. And, you know, it's very difficult to keep up with all the, I mean, there's 32 people here. I mean, I can't even. I know all to... 30 of my phones right here plugged in watching this live <laughs> are just like spamming us with, with questions. But yeah, we'll, we'll be answering the questions um, in a little bit later. And if we didn't cover your question, um, when we ask for the questions, hit us with that question again and we'll start going through them pretty fast. Um, Josh is mad. He is mad. We'll respond to that one. Josh gets really flustered really easy. You can tell because he'll start breaking out in hives and he'll get a little heat rash like he just it's ate a, a spoon of peanut butter. All right, let's go to the banner bowl then. Yeah, show me show me your best shot. Oh, yeah, reaching into the bowl for question. Um, okay, well, I want to throw one straight at you then. Give me a second. Game of Jeopardy, who wins? What's Jeopardy? Ostrander asked me this. I don't know what it is. What's Jeopardy? Yeah. I'm going to win that game. It's it's a... Well, evidently, because I don't know what it is, but can you okay. tell me what it is? How often do leap years occur? Every four years. Okay, that could be a Jeopardy question. <laughs> this is pish. All right, ask me it's a like question. It's like trivia. Okay, um, what's, a, what's a... Who, who wrote the Lord of the Rings series? Wait, that's not a bannerball question, mate. That's a Jeopardy hey, question. Just, just, uh, fuck off. <laughs> Do your thing. Nice, nice. Good PG-13. All right, now you're going to get real flustered. Look how rosy your cheeks got. <laughs> okay, uh, banter question. Who wins in a 400-meter hurdle race without Mate. their glasses on? Oh, no, you no. don't. Yeah, I would definitely win without my glasses on. I don't race with my glasses. I have once. Do I. I don't wear contacts or glasses when I race. Really? You know that, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why you squint at the end of every race when you're trying yeah. to see how far back you finished. No, I'm just trying to see the results <clears> of <throat> the big screen, man. All right, story how we met, Josh. You want to go ahead and um, talk about how you arrived in Leuven in Belgium to find me? <sighs> me and Dave were rooming together, which was as terrible as it seems. And we, yeah, I mean, you were super, like, hype. I don't know. I'd never met, well, I... <laughs> we'd oh, met, never met me. I met Josh at Azusa, and he didn't know who I was, and therefore didn't know I was in the race, and therefore said, hey, good job, bud. But now I know he's just, you know, a mean person, so I don't take it that personally. But yeah, we met for a second time, on my recollection, in Leuven. Yes, we met in Leuven. I arrived in that little mini hotel, and I went for a run, and I got lost. That was pretty much all I remember. And you left me a note. I think I still got the note. You were like, hey, I'm off for food. Hopefully you didn't get lost. Call me if you need me or something like that. A little cute note from Dave. It was actually quite nice. Too. I was like, this guy kind of, he's a cool guy. I get it. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, and right before that, 
Josh comes in. He's like, don't you think this is absolute bollocks, mate, that we have to buy our own gear? I'm like, we don't have to buy our own gear. What do you mean? He's like, we just got to go to the website and pick what we want and then have to buy it. Do we get reimbursed for that? And I'm like, did they not give you a gear code that we can spend on the website? And he goes, no. I'm like, well, you should message people at Brooks and, and try to get a get a gear code so you can get some gear sent to you. So he goes, okay. Two minutes later, he gets an email reply. Hey, Josh, we just sent you your gear code. Josh, what was your gear code? I don't need to discuss numbers. Mm. It was double what yours was. Is what it yeah, was. it was double what I got. And then when I and when I messaged back to find out if my gear code was supposed to be half of yours, the reply was, uh, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> they were like, uh, there was no money. <laughs> it was to do with the the lineup of the signings or something like that. And I yeah. I signed up or something. That was quality. Yeah, but it's okay. I mean, we're on the equal level gear code now. They know that we're at equal levels um, because what you don't bring to the table, I do bring to the table, and we kind of finish each other out in like a. Do you have pancake gear code as well? Do I have a pancake gear code as well? Yeah, Bob Redmill. Um, okay, <laughs> you two are on the Titanic, about to hit an iceberg. Who's Jack and who is Rose? Well, I'm not a big movie guy. Nor Jeopardy guy, I see. Yeah, um, I I've seen clips of the Titanic. I don't okay. think I've watched it all the way through. And Jack's a guy, so okay. I will be Jack. I mean, look okay. at you. You are a woman. Look at your time. I will be. I will be Rose. I will be Rose in this scenario. I have no problem being Rose. I won't spoil anything for you, Josh, but I will let you stay Jack in this scenario. Perfect. Oh, do I die? I die, right? Yeah, you die, but I live. That's okay. That's, that's the life you chose. I mean, that is the life I you chose. I that on a daily basis. Yeah. Okay, so we, we hit some of the Banderbolt questions, but we also want to be able to cover some of the questions in the comments before everyone gets angry at us and leaves. So if we didn't cover a question, start hitting us with some questions in the comments, and we will answer them accordingly. First one gets the question read out, so let's see. We did have some to slide if we needed to. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> then okay. no answer to that question. That'd be so funny. So the one that I scrolled up to first was, how do you be a Brooks athlete? So our recruitment processes are kind of different, but kind of the same. We were reached out to by Danny, and we had like a, a conversation pretty early in our recruitment process. And it's similar to that of a university um, where you kind of get build a connection with the coach and team and kind of weigh your options of what company or team that you'd like to be a part of post-collegiately. Um, and so we became Brooks athletes just kind of through the process of elimination of what we wanted in our careers after college. And Brooks was like a um, 10 out of 10 pick. You know, everything yeah. that I um, wanted and needed out of college, Brooks provided that. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty similar process. And, you know, met with, you know, our college coach as well, because that's the only legal way you can do it. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, just trying to figure out more about the team, the company, what it stands for, what our day to day would look like, where we'd live, this and that. And, you know, just uh, how we'd fit into the Brooksby's team. And, and obviously, it was pretty easy to do that. So, you know, that's where kind of we both kind of stood. And, and uh, I think we both have not regretted that decision. If you did, it would be a great time to say it. <laughs> yeah, not not while I'm on air. Just kidding. Okay, so, so uh, I saw a question being. Um, I just want to answer these in like in order. Yeah. How are you guys training with all the virus stuff going on? Not really. Just sitting on my arse. Yeah. <laughs> and then to add, um, Jackson Duffy asked, "How many workouts uh, a week do you do during racing season?" And Josh sits on his arse um, 
during the season of racing as well. So he could probably answer that question for you there. But oh, I mean, we, we two workouts a week. week. Yeah. Yeah. Two, we Tuesday, Friday. And yeah, long, long runs get a little college. bit chippy, but very similar to college. And um, it's like you can work out as much as you want. But if you're not recovering in between those sessions, then your work is just pointless, really. And so we do a pretty scheduled routine every week where like Monday we'll do double runs. Some of us like double runs with drills, Tuesday workout, Wednesday recovery, Thursday circuit, Friday workout, Saturday recovery, and then a Sunday long run. Yeah. Josh, pros, cons of training in the States and the UK. Um, the States thing for me was just uh, the opportunity here to be in the team I'm in now was my opportunities at home. Um, Training-wise, the weather uh, in Albuquerque especially is uh, unbelievable. So I can you know, be out there and enjoy my time out there and take my time with the running I do and, and, uh, and just enjoy day-to-day, to be honest. And sometimes it is a bit crappy weather in the UK, so it does you know, will limit me a little bit. And I haven't lived in the UK for five years now, so I don't have, you know, a car or like, you know, my parents both work. So, you know, it's very difficult sometimes to get around and, and I might mainly do stuff from the house. Um, so that just kind of rushes everything and doesn't everything allow everything to be smooth for me. But, you know, if I wanted to go back and train in the UK, there's plenty of places to to do similar level training. Um, but, you know, I wanted to be part of a, a US-based team and, and uh, sign with Brooks. So, you know, that was kind of my decision. Johnny Glenn, what is in the cup, Dave? Water and sweet, sweet victory, sponsored by the Olympiad. From you really drinking water? You've yeah, been drinking beers been, how, during this process? Yeah. Yeah. You getting Steven? Yeah. Love yeah, that. I've been drinking you beers. You haven't. That's just the most. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been I've been hitting the beers. Um, like what other companies do you guys think about joining? Um, serious recruitment. I spoke with both agents and representatives from like Adidas and Nike. Other than that, just Brooks. But Brooks was like uh, my selection early back in like December. You shaking your head? Not even gonna. Uh, uh, what, I was the Brooks word? all in, dude. Brooks all in. Yeah, that's it. I didn't need anything else. Brooks is my company, bro. Shout out <laughs> again. Any tips on staying focused with everything going on? Josh, you want to recover from your arse comment and. Uh, Keep your glasses on. Keep your- I don't know. Keep focused. It's pretty easy to keep focused. We get paid every day to continue to do a job um, for us, but for everyone else that are in college or uh, high school or whatever, I mean, you know, the next steps are still coming. Uh, you know, there still will be another race. There will be an Olympic Games, and you just got to continue to get ready for it. And, you know, it would be a disservice from us to to not do our job because we're getting paid like we would uh, on a normally daily basis. So, you know, that's kind of my motivation anyways, you know. Do, do what you're you kind of told to do and do your job pretty much yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you go college, <laughs> what's up someone asked where did you go to college where did <laughs> i go to college uh I'm i went to college I, I don't know honestly i'm pretty deep back in the comments um i went to college at western oregon university common wolf w, uh wisconsin right the w does not mean wisconsin put a put a good old wolf emoji in the chat if you're a fellow Woo Wolf, uh, watching this right now. Uh, <laughs> continuing on the questions. Any Fortnite dubs recently? Yeah, I had one yesterday. I have one pretty much every day. When I'm not playing with Josh, I have them more frequently um, because Josh is typically on his hands and knees um, as asking for a revive, begging for it, and so I have to go help him out over there. Um, uh, Julian said, see you on Chug One. 
See one chug one? I don't have any actually. I, I legit, don't have any beers with you. I am legit out. Is it bad to, to do that? Is it bad to do that? No. I'm going to need your opinion here, David. That's all I'm going to ask. I don't think it's going to be bad. Um, if you want to see Josh chug a beer, throw in some uh, beer emojis. Um, okay. <laughs> um, some more questions coming in. How many, how many times a week do you show up late to practice? We can just miss that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's so many annoying questions. Does seem like Chug one care. I mean, uh, people are people are wanting it. Jesus. Is this clout or is this fame <laughs> to you, Josh? I mean, look at it. I mean, the people are talking. Look look at the armpit sweat. You're nervous about this chug. I don't I know am if actually you can... quite nervous for it. But I only have Corona Ritas, man. I don't have any food beers. Go for it. I'll be back. You just keep them you keep them interested. All right. I'll keep them interested while Josh chugs this. Uh favorite workout, college and post collegiate. Um, in college, broken 600s, that's kind of like the workout that we did um, pretty frequently. We would do 30 seconds on for 200, 40 seconds off um, for 600 meters. Now, post-college, um, probably I've been enjoying tempos anywhere between 8 to 12 miles. Those just kind of get like the, the system moving and you can recover off those pretty well going into like a weight um, session or a workout coming up after that. Okay. How big's your personality? Um, obviously, my personality is huge. Josh's head is bigger than my personality, so that just attests to how big his personality actually is. Um, lots of beers. This is pure. All right, milk. Here we go. Keeping them interested. Josh is, Josh is back. Yeah, I've been keeping him interested, sharing your deep dark secrets. Um, Josh is allergic to peanut butter. Oh, stop it. Uh, most miles you've done in a week. 93 most miles josh has done in a week maybe 60 i've been hitting 70s dude right now well that's a lot of foam you you really nervously poured that didn't you yeah we'll just allow that to sit for a little bit um yeah i'm doing two okay. but i can't believe you have any beers in the house what's wrong with you sam do we have any beer in the house no i just checked with my planning committee and he shook his head no and if there were beers here we would have beers here what, what's your least favorite workout that's a good question um i did a five mile tempo on friday and it was horrible what'd you do it in uh, it was tacky to discuss paces but um no, i did a. it ended up being like a five or two average up here oh, that's solid mate Mm, rough not as fast as mine down here uh your missus said we have vodka yeah i i don't see her in the chat sorry i don't i didn't know dave you give it the people. oh wait hey what, what was that one question about um rivals do you have a running rival uh ollie whore ollie whore no nah, i'm joking no nah, he's a great boy but you know he took my lessons with time so <laughs> we're not boys no nah, i'm joking he's a good lad and uh i don't think i have any i don't think i have any Everyone's nice on the circuit. It's annoying. You you don't have one person that you look at and you just think. You, every day, I just wake up and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> well, considering you left us to go back to Albuquerque. Um, I mean, chug, I to, chug I your to, beer. I, I'm trying to, but look at the state of this phone. Um, Dennis the Menace. <laughs> What's this called? EDM? 
Isn't that what that's called? ASMR. Oh. That isn't the form of work. So Josh goes to. This has really gone downhill, by the way. Yeah, Josh goes to chug a beer and we get up to 50 views at one time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting at 30 for so long. Just, All right. Run my run happy one. Run happy. See, everything's a Brooks plug here. You gotta count me in at least. All right. Uh, here, do you want me to get a stopwatch for you? Yeah. Okay. Let me pull that up. Go ahead, Josh. Three, two, one. Uh, 5.61. That's not bad. Not bad. Anyway. <laughs> I have to double there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so far I haven't seen any plugs or any um notifications of Coach or anyone coming in, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm in the bin now. Uh, this is going to fall apart now. <laughs> Yeah, challenge accepted. So whoever whoever commented, aka Julian, for um, C1 chug one, if you C1 chug one, you have to then chug one. Uh, <laughs> I missed it one more. I think we had a question from the boys at Peak Too Early podcast. Let's make sure to All get right, them right. A, a little love there. Um, yeah. I'm going to scroll back up. We're going to take two more questions, and then we're going to call it um, – oh, it, the question was, what is that, a beer for ants? <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that Henry? No, that was uh, that was peak too early. Oh, well, that's that's a quality comment. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I did two because the Corona Ritas. So. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Fair enough. All right. If there are any last minute dire questions, um, we'll cover them. Um, but we want to try to cap this episode at forty minutes when we're at thirty eight, just because we don't want to bore all your guys' lives for um your Monday afternoons, but hopefully just add a little bit spice to your life. So I'm gonna throw this out there. I'm not gonna chug a beer every episode. I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean I could. You could. Maybe, I mean maybe it's your turn next. I might have to cover but, one for yeah. next episode. But Yeah. But no, it's it's been fun. We had a bit of bit of banter, covered some serious topics and uh yeah, I've, I mean I've enjoyed it. I've Ooh. enjoyed myself. From this what? fiery fox in the chat, um, Olivia Jade Wood says, favorite memory together. Josh, I don't know what your favorite memory is of me. Um, Vegas. Really? Yeah, because you were fun. <laughs> what does that mean? Dave, Dave spent most of last year um, not drinking, not eating bad stuff, just being like a general bore. And then he, he came on camp with me. <laughs> Um, pre-world's camp like a legend to be fair and he started drinking every night he was eating takeout pizza every night and then we did a time trial in the 800 or i did a 610 trial and and he finished off and he ran 800 pb so i told him i was like you just need to be more relaxed so he's been drinking more so i respect that good shot hey dad welcome to the chat <laughs> um favorite memory together yeah i think that was cool i also thought the not only was like that month in september building you up to worlds a good time not only for me but for both of us like that was when like i felt like my role on the team kind of switched to i did believe like i was a world-class athlete because i got to work out with you and then seeing you do what you did on um nbc when you ran at worlds my mom likes craig i think more than you which, which is okay Makes sense. 
That's okay. Um, but when we spontaneously flew from Albuquerque to Phoenix to pick up your Tesla plug, um, Why? And, and then drove it back, like that was so spontaneous and fun that I was like, yeah, Josh is an all right guy. Did I think I was going to die multiple times? Yes. Um, but it was fun just being able to, to hang out. Um, yeah. Maybe Operation Black Panther for a second, but I'm not really sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, one question that was in there was merch. Yeah. And, uh, we, we spoke about, uh, was the stickers? Stickers. Yeah. We spoke about stickers, just something to be able to put on phones, laptops, maybe toilet paper rolls, anything. Um, but we're thinking about stickers we're thinking about hats just something to be able to give you guys a little bit more content um but what we don't want is like our faces to be there we don't want you to wear our faces we want to be able to give you guys motivational quotes or funny comments that you can wear um maybe like banter bowl or something that like adds a little bit of personality to whatever you're wearing uh stickers yeah. aren't enough i agree it's josh's idea stupid idea uh, but we are <laughs> cresting over wait, 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 at wait, wait, give me a second okay <laughs> It's one last thing. Okay. I only bought the Corona Ritas by accident. I was like, oh my God, a 24 pack for, I don't know, it was like 15 bucks. I was like, that's a freaking deal. And then I came <laughs> and then I whipped them open and I was like with some friends and I was like, this is clear, open them up. And I was like, my hand is definitely not this big. So just to say, I don't normally buy Corona Ritas. I just did. Tough. But yeah, it's been a pleasure, Dave. I agree. This. I think he has been lying. All right, Josh, thanks for tuning in. Depending on the success of this, we'll post it up. Um, get back to season two of Sit and Kick Podcast. Um, I'll comment right now with the Sit and Kick Podcast. You guys can go over there and follow it if you don't already. Um, but we want to be able to bring you this kind of content um, pretty regularly now just because um, so, we're all inside anyway. Slow. So what else are we going to do Man, besides give you guys good content? With Josh Kerr. All right, here, Dave Rivage. Josh Kerr. David Rivage. Josh Kerr's for real. Fastest D2, 1500 meters. Josh Kerr on the outside. Way up front now is David Rivage.